The ACB Braille Forum, Volume 53, May 2015, Number 11. Published by the American Council of the Blind. Read by Todd Smith and Bart Morse in the recording studio of the Perkins Library. Be a part of ACB. The American Council of the Blind, registered trademark, is a membership organization made up of more than 70 state and special interest affiliates. To join, Contact the National Office at 1-800-424-8666. Contribute to our work. Those much-needed contributions, which are tax-deductible, can be sent to Attention Treasurer, ACB, 6300 Shingle Creek Parkway, Suite 195, Brooklyn Center, Minnesota, 55430. If you wish to remember a relative or friend, the National Office has printed cards available for this purpose. Consider including a gift to ACB in your last will and testament. If your wishes are complex, call the National Office. To make a contribution to ACB by the Combined Federal Campaign, use this number, 11155. Check in with ACB. For the latest in legislative and governmental news, call the Washington Connection 24-7 at 1-800-424-8666 or read it online. Listen to ACB reports by downloading the MP3 file from www.acb.org or call 231-460-1061 and choose option 3. Tune in to ACB Radio at www.acbradio.org or by calling 231-460-1047. Learn more about us at www.acb.org. Follow us on Twitter at ACBNATIONAL or like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com slash A-M-E-R-I-C-A-N-C-O-U-N-C-I-L-O-F-T-H-E-B-L-I-N-D-O-F-F-I-C-I-A-L. Copyright 2015, American Council of the Blind, Melanie Brunson, Executive Director, Sharon Lovering, Editor, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. Table of Contents Acknowledgement President's Message Riding the Rails by Kim Charlson ACB sues four D.C. cab companies for discrimination against people who use guide dogs by Melanie Brunson. Convention Week Sneak Preview by Janet Dickelman. Show your love for ACB and get the chance to win up to $5,000. Got an amendment for the ACB Constitution and Bylaws? A few reminders by John Huffman. Join the Stampede at the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk by Donna Brown. An update on giving societies by Tom Tobin.
ACB Monthly Monetary Support Program, MMS, funds many useful services by George Holliday. Seeing Can Be Deceiving by Ken Stewart. Affiliate News. Passings. Here and There. Edited by Sharon Strakowski. High Tech Swap Shop. UEB by Nancy Scott. Are you moving? Do you want to change your subscription? Contact Sharon Lovering in the ACB National Office, 1-800-424-8666, or via email, s-l-o-v-e-r-i-n-g at acb.org. Give her the information, and she'll take care of the changes for you. ACB Radio brings old-time radio drama to you 24-7 at www.acbradio.org slash T-R-O-V-E. The ACB Radio Cafe features the work of blind artists 24-7 at www.acbradio.org slash C-A-F-E. Acknowledgement. It is with tremendous gratitude and appreciation that the American Council of the Blind recognizes Ross and Lexi Pangier for their generous gift that covered the cost of producing this issue of the ACB Braille Forum. President's Message, Riding the Rails, by Kim Charlson. Recently, I had an opportunity to do something that I haven't done for almost 20 years, Ride Amtrak. This seemed so odd to me because I live outside Boston, the city with the nation's second largest train station. Most of my travels are usually by air or locally with public transportation or taxi, so it was refreshing to be reintroduced to what Amtrak has to offer. I traveled to New York City to speak on behalf of ACB at the Baruch College Computer Center for Visually Impaired People 8th Annual Conference on Visual Impairment and Employment, Policy and Practice. The conference was well attended, with over 300 participants, and had an outstanding program with excellent and informative speakers. I discussed ACB's work in the area of structured negotiation settlements with pharmaceutical chains with regard to accessible prescription drug label information. I was able to share much information about ACB's work with Walmart, CVS Health, and Walgreens. Traveling by train was a different experience for me. The train was on time, and the assistance I received from station redcaps in handling my luggage and getting to the correct track and train was extremely helpful. My seat was roomy, and the train had wireless for those of us who like to stay connected, as well as power jacks right at my seat. The club car was nearby as well for those needed refreshments during a trip. In preparing for my trip, I did some research and learned quite a bit about Amtrak's offerings. Amtrak offers a 15% rail fare discount to adult passengers with a disability and up to one traveling companion. You need to provide some kind of documentation of your disability at the ticket counter or when boarding the train. I wasn't asked to show anything specific, but I do travel with a seeing-eye dog, so that was probably sufficient. Acceptable documentation includes transit system ID card for persons with a disability, letter from a physician, Veterans Administration ID, 
or disabled accessible parking placard issued by a State Department of Motor Vehicles. Photocopy is acceptable. Amtrak makes it easy to purchase tickets for passengers with a disability by offering several booking options. Online, reservations for one-way and round-trip train travel can be made on www.amtrak.com for passengers who are blind or have low vision and up to one adult companion. By telephone, call 1-800-USA. R-A-I-L, that's 1-800-872-7245. Agents are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. At an Amtrak ticket counter, ticket agents at staffed stations are available to sell tickets during regular ticket office hours. ACB has a representative on the 24-member Amtrak Customer Advisory Committee, Burl Colley, ACB board member from Lacey, Washington, has served on this group and its subcommittee for people with disabilities and seniors for several years. Burl will continue to represent ACB until his term expires in September 2016. If you or someone you know is interested in rail travel, has some experience in advocacy in this area, and would like to be considered to represent ACB in the future, please let me know. If you haven't given Amtrak a try, I strongly recommend you step out and try riding the rails. You won't be sorry. ACB sues four D.C. cab companies for discrimination against people who use guide dogs by Melanie Brunson. Two years ago, ACB's Director of External Relations and Policy, Eric Bridges, and I participated in an undercover investigation by a local television station into the practices of taxi drivers in Washington, D.C. During this investigation, a significant number of taxi drivers were caught on video passing by people who were accompanied by guide dogs and stopping for a sighted passenger standing a short distance down the street. During the intervening months, ACB has tried to work with local officials and cab companies to address the concerns raised by this video footage. However, those efforts have not been successful. As a result, both Eric Bridges, as an individual who was repeatedly denied transportation by drivers from four different cab companies, and ACB, on behalf of its members who are guide dog users, have decided to sue the four cab companies in question. Suit was filed in the D.C. Superior Court on March 16, 2015. On the same day, a press release was circulated detailing the circumstances that led to this action and outlining the violations of both federal and District of Columbia law that are alleged in the complaint. The release is below. Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights, American Council of the Blind, and Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman LLP file lawsuit against D.C. taxicab companies for refusing to pick up blind passengers with service animals. Contact Matthew Handley, Director of Litigation, Washington Lawyers Committee. Matthew underscore Handley at washlaw.org. M-A-T-T-H-E-W underscore H-A-N-D-L-E-Y at W-A-S-H-L-A-W dot org. 202-319-1000.
Melanie Brunson, Executive Director, American Council of the Blind, mbrunson at acb.org, m-b-r-u-n-s-o-n at acb.org, 202-467-5081. Matthew McLean, Partner, Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman, LLP, m-a-t-t-h-e-w dot m-a-c-l-e-a-n at P-I-L-L-S-B-U-R-Y-L-A-W dot com, 202-663-8183. Washington, March 16, 2015. The Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs and Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman LLP announced today that they have filed a lawsuit on behalf of Eric Bridges and the American Council of the Blind, ACB, against four taxicab companies in the District of Columbia for discriminatory practices against visually impaired individuals accompanied by service animals. The complaint, filed in the Superior Court of the District of Columbia, alleges that Yellow Cab of D.C., Grand Cab, Elite Cab, and Pleasant Taxi all engaged in discriminatory practices when their drivers failed to pick up Eric Bridges, an ACB employee and member who was hailing a cab with his service dog, General. This discriminatory treatment is all too common for blind and low-vision passengers who use service animals. As soon as taxi drivers see the service animal, they frequently drive by or refuse to pick up the passenger outright. Matthew Handley, Director of Litigation at the Washington Lawyers Committee, commented, The incidents alleged in the complaint are just a few examples of the systemic discrimination that blind individuals with service animals face on a daily basis. Like anyone else, the blind depend on taxis and public transportation to get to work, meetings, and other daily activities. Equal access to public transportation and transportation services is a fundamental right under the D.C. Human Rights Act and Americans with Disabilities Act. The cab company defendants have all contributed to this systemic discrimination and illegal activity by engaging in and allowing their drivers to engage in a pattern and practice of discrimination. This is not acceptable and will not be tolerated. Said plaintiff Eric Bridges, Director of External Relations and Policy at the American Council of the Blind, I often use taxis for business and personal travel. It is upsetting to have to stand outside on a cold, hot, or wet day and wait 40 minutes for a cab to stop for you simply because they don't like your professionally trained dog, which is a mobility aid for the blind. Furthermore, Not being able to see who is deliberately passing you by and report the incident because you can't see the cab number or driver is frustrating. I am so glad that the filming done by WUSA 9 has brought this issue into the public eye. Added ACB Executive Director Melanie Brunson, the American Council of the Blind is glad to be part of this lawsuit on behalf of the blind in the district. People come to D.C. from all over the country to attend conferences, advocate on the Hill, and as tourists. D.C. should be the gold standard for equal treatment and opportunity, including access to transportation services for the blind.
In 2010, the Equal Rights Center, ERC, a national nonprofit civil rights organization in D.C., completed a study of taxicab hauling practices for blind individuals entitled The Equal Rights Center, No Dogs Allowed, Discrimination by D.C. Taxicabs Against People Who Use Service Dogs, 2010. www.equalrightscenter.org slash site slash doc server slash taxicab underscore report dot pdf question mark doc id equal 242 org slash site slash doc server slash T-A-X-I-C-A-B underscore R-E-P-O-R-T dot P-D-F question mark D-O-C-I-D equal sign 242. The ERC report concluded that there is a 50% rate of refusal of service for blind individuals with service dogs in D.C., The ERC report further concluded that this discriminatory conduct requires a three-pronged response, periodic testing to ensure compliance by drivers, training of drivers and certifications that they will comply with the law, and enforcement of penalties against drivers and their taxicab companies for violations. Taxicab companies are prohibited under federal and state law from discriminating on the basis of a disability, such as blindness. Drivers are explicitly prohibited from refusing to pick up passengers with service animals. The complaint is based on only four incidents caught on camera by WUSA Channel 9 in a report on discrimination by taxicabs in the District of Columbia. The drivers at issue were videotaped passing Mr. Bridges and his service animal and stopping for an adjacent passenger who was sighted and did not have a dog accompanying him. The blatant discrimination seen on these videos is particularly shocking because blind individuals cannot see it themselves, nor can they identify the drivers or cabs that are passing them by. Among other remedies, the lawsuit seeks to establish an annual random testing protocol for taxicabs in the District of Columbia. It cites recent operations run by the D.C. Taxicab Commission, the Anonymous Riders Program, which revealed systemic discrimination against blind individuals with service animals in the district. Pillsbury became involved in the case through the Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs. The committee became aware of the case when Mr. Bridges contacted the committee after initially filing administrative complaints with the D.C. Office of Human Rights. Copies of the complaint are available online at www.washlaw.org, www.washlaw.org. About the Washington Lawyers Committee The Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs has represented both individuals and groups seeking to vindicate their civil rights for over 45 years. It has handled over 5,000 civil rights cases in employment, housing, public accommodations, and other aspects of urban life. 
It represents people with claims of discrimination based on race, gender, national origin, disability, age, religion, and sexual orientation. Leveraging its own broad expertise in discrimination litigation, with the resources of Washington, D.C.'s private bar, the committee's litigation efforts have become nationally known for landmark court victories, record judgments, and precedent-setting consent decrees. Its capacity to mobilize the private bar has made it possible for the committee to provide its clients with more than 50,000 hours of quality legal representation every year. For more information, visit www.washlaw.org, www.washlaw.org. Write to Washington Lawyers Committee for Civil Rights and Urban Affairs, 11 DuPont Circle, Northwest, Suite 400, Washington, D.C., 20036, phone 202-319-1000, or fax 202-319-1010. About American Council of the Blind The American Council of the Blind is the largest consumer-based organization of blind and visually impaired Americans advocating for the rights of blind Americans. Comprised of more than 70 affiliates across the United States, the organization is dedicated to making it possible for blind and visually impaired Americans to participate fully in all aspects of American society. For more information, visit www.acb.org. Write to American Council of the Blind, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. Phone 202-467-5081 or fax 703-465-5085. About Pillsbury Winthrop Shaw Pittman, LLP. Pillsbury is a full-service law firm with an industry focus on energy and natural resources, financial services including financial institutions, real estate and construction, and technology. Based in the world's major financial, technology, and energy centers, Pillsbury counsels clients on global business, regulatory, and litigation matters. We work in multidisciplinary teams that allow us to understand our clients' objectives, anticipate trends, and bring a 360-degree perspective to complex business and legal issues, helping clients to take greater advantage of new opportunities, meet and exceed their objectives, and better mitigate risk. This collaborative work style helps produce the results our clients seek. Convention Week Sneak Preview by Janet Dickelman Are you anxious to learn what will be going on during the 54th conference and convention? Do you want advance information to plan your week of seminars, programs, and meetings? Read on for a snapshot of what you will have to look forward to in Dallas. It all begins on Friday, July 3rd. The fun will last through Saturday, July 11th. Pre-registration will open on May 22nd and will run through June 25th. You can find additional registration details in the April issue. 
Convention Week is packed with outstanding workshops, seminars, exhibits, and programs. Whether you are a teacher or rehabilitation counselor, if you're looking for a new job, if you use technology, if you can use new tips and ideas to improve your professional or everyday life, the 2015 ACB Conference and Convention is where you want to be. Begin planning your week with ACB. Below is an overview of the week's schedule. This is just an overview. There will be much, much more to come. Watch for convention previews on email lists and ACB radio. To save space, most groups are mentioned only on their first day of programming. ACB affiliates and many committees hold events throughout the convention. ACB committees not mentioned in this list have program information that is not yet available. Friday, July 3. ACB tours to AT&T Stadium and Mesquite Rodeo. Saturday, July 4. ACB pre-convention board meeting. Tech user groups and product spotlights through Wednesday. Exhibits open through Wednesday. City bus tour. Zero Gravity Thrill Seekers Tour. Tour to the Fort Worth Stockyards. Welcome to Dallas Party. Sponsored by the Dallas Host Committee. ACB Students Welcome Party. Sunday, July 5. ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk. Programming begins for teachers, attorneys, blind vendors, information technology specialists, guide dog users, and diabetics. ACB Board of Publications Meeting. Scholarship Winners Luncheon. Sports Fanatics Luncheon. Keys to the Convention Seminar. Mixers for Government Employees, ACBGE. People with Low Vision, CCLVI. Friends in Art, FIA. And BPI, Blind LGBT Pride. City Bus Tours and a Visit to Old Red Museum and Heritage Village. Sunday Evening, ACB's opening keynote general session begins at 7 p.m. Monday, July 6. Morning general sessions begin and run through Thursday and all day Friday. Independent Visually Impaired Entrepreneurs, IVIE, Breakfast and Meeting. Multicultural Affairs Luncheon and Program. Special Meetings and Activities for Library Users, Alliance on Aging and Vision Loss, Women's Concerns, Rehab Task Force, Sight and Sound Impaired Committee, International Relations. ACB Recreation Zone features healthy and fun options, including yogalatis and water aerobics. Afternoon Tours. Different venues every day through Thursday. Tuesday, July 7. Special programming for Braille users and supporters of Braille and sessions for consumers of audio description. Wednesday, July 8. Legislative seminar conducted by Eric Bridges, Director of External Relations and Policy. Seminar on Navigating Social Security, sponsored by NELDS and the Advocacy Committee. Thursday, July 9. ACB Membership Seminar and Board of Publications Workshop Affiliate President's Meeting Friday, July 10 
ACB All-Day Business Session Saturday, July 11 Final ACB Tours South Fork Ranch and Riding Unlimited for Horseback Riding, Hay Rides, and Cookout Evening Activities Monday ACB Families Bingo CCLVI Game Night RSVA Comic and Karaoke FIA Prose and Poetry Reading Tuesday FIA Performing Arts Showcase Texas Rangers Baseball Game Wednesday ACB Auction BPI Movie Night The Imitation Game Thursday ACB Movie Night Audio Described Birdman Friday Life Members Reception ACB Banquet Kids Explorers Club Kids Explorers Club will open Sunday evening, July 5th. Activities will run daily from 7 a.m. to 5.15 p.m. Monday through Friday, culminating with a final party Friday evening during the ACB Banquet. Assistance at the Airport New this year, are you flying to Dallas? Would you like assistance at the airport? Since there are two airports in Dallas, DFW and Love Field, to make sure that either airport personnel or ACB volunteers are available to assist convention attendees from the gate to baggage and ground transportation, we are asking you to provide the following information. Your name, cell phone number, arrival airport, arrival date, airline, flight number, and arrival time, departure airport, departure date, airline, flight number, and departure time. Please email this information to Marjorie Beeman at OLEO50 at hotmail.com, OLEO50 at HOTMAIL.com. In the subject of the email, please put Airline Information for ACB Convention. If you do not have email, you may call Marjorie at 512 921 1625. Please provide this information to Marjorie prior to June 15th, if possible. Ordering Dog Food Once again this year, Tim and Maria Stone of Scoop Masters will be handling the dog relief areas at the ACB Conference and Convention. Don't want to tote a huge bag of dog food through the airport? Don't worry. You can pre-order your dog food through Scoop Masters. Food will be delivered directly to your hotel room beginning July 2nd. Scoop Masters' website has a list of the most popular brands. If your dog's food is not shown on the list, don't worry. Tim will try to obtain it for you. Please make any special requests prior to June 15th. All other orders should be to Tim by Wednesday, June 24th. Visit Tim online at http colon slash slash premiumpetfood.com slash acb http colon slash slash p-r-e-m-i-u-m-p-e-t-f-o-o-d dot com slash acb or call him at 1-800-787-7667 when placing your order, make sure to give Scoop Masters your cell phone number so they can contact you in Dallas. Stay connected. Once again this year, the convention announce list 
will be filled with information about the convention. Subscribe to the list today by sending a blank email to acbconvention-subscribe at acblists.org. A-C-B-C-O-N-V-E-N-T-I-O-N-S-U-B-S-C-R-I-B-E at acblists.org. If you've been on the list in the past, you don't need to subscribe again. Don't have email? No problem. Convention updates will also be featured on ACB Radio and by telephone through Audio Now at 231-460-1047. Hotel details. Room rates at the Sheraton Dallas are $89 single, double, triple, or quad, plus applicable state and local taxes, currently 13%, and tourism district fees, 2%. For reservations by telephone, call 1-888-627-8191 and make sure to mention you are attending the ACB convention in order to obtain our room rate. To make reservations online, visit www.acb.org and follow the 2015 convention link. Convention Contacts 2015 Exhibit Information Michael Smitherman, 601-331-7740 amduo at bellsouth.net amduo at b-e-l-l-s-o-u-t-h dot net 2015 Advertising and Sponsorships Marjorie Beeman, 512-921-1625, OLEO50 at Hotmail.com, OLEO50 at HOTMAIL.com. For any other convention-related questions, contact Janet Dickelman, Convention Chair, at 651-428-5059 or via email Janet.Dickelman at gmail.com, J-A-N-E-T dot D-I-C-K-E-L-M-A-N at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Show your love for ACB and get the chance to win up to $5,000. Support the ACB Braille Forum and win $5,000 one thousand dollars or five hundred dollars the rdc committee will be drawing three lucky winners at the conference convention on friday july 10 at the banquet in dallas tickets can be purchased through your convention registration or by calling the acb minnesota office at 612-332-3242 tickets will also be sold throughout the convention by committee volunteers This is a wonderful opportunity to show your support for the ACB Braille Forum. Each entry can be shared by up to five people. Tickets can also be purchased by local chapters, affiliates, friends, and family members. Let's show our love for ACB and bye, bye, bye. Got an amendment for the ACB Constitution and Bylaws? A few reminders. 
This note is to remind ACB leaders and members of the procedures for proposing amendments to the organization's constitution and bylaws. Proposed amendments must be presented in writing to the Constitution and Bylaws Committee before the end of the first day following the day of the roll call session of the conference and convention. In 2015, this deadline is midnight, 2400, Central Time, Monday, July 6. Amendments received after that time will not be considered. Amendments, whenever possible, shall be submitted electronically in ASCII text format. Proposed amendments may be sent to me at j73.huffman at comcast.net, j73.huffman at comcast, c-o-m-c-a-s-t dot net. Questions concerning this message may be sent to the same email address or via telephone at 317 317- Two two eight zero four nine six. Additional information about the amendment process or procedures of the Constitution and Bylaws Committee can be found in Article 11 of the ACB Constitution and in Bylaw 6, Section D. The current Constitution and Bylaws can be read by visiting the About Us section at www.acb.org. We encourage anyone interested in proposing amendments to review the current Constitution and bylaws before doing so. John Huffman Join the Stampede at the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk The 7th Annual ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk will be held on Sunday, July 5 at 7 a.m., during the ACB Conference and Convention in Dallas, Texas. This year's walk will be held in the hotel at the downtown Sheraton. The walk will start in a hotel conference room, continue across a scenic second-floor skywalk to the Plaza of America's food court, and return to the hotel. Last year's walk had 22 teams and raised over $37,000 for ACB and its affiliates. Our goal this year is to have 30 teams and raise over $40,000. Affiliate teams can split up to 50% of their registration fees and donation pledges with their state and special interest affiliates. The registration fee is $25. Each on-site walker will receive an official walk hat, drinks and snacks, and top participant plaques in various categories. We are excited to announce a new website for the walk. The URL address is http colon slash slash acb.donorpages.com slash acb memorial walk 2015. http colon slash slash acb.donorpages.com slash acb M-E-M-O-R-I-A-L-W-A-L-K-2015. Each team will be able to create its own web page with photos and a real-time scoreboard. You can contact Walk Chair Donna Brown at 304-822-4679 or Nancy Becker in the Minnesota office at 612-322-3242. 
This is a wonderful opportunity to meet new friends in a relaxed environment inside the hotel. Lasso your affiliate teammates and head to the ACB Brenda Dillon Memorial Walk Stampede. Donna Brown An Update on Giving Societies In 2014, to better honor and recognize our generous donors, ACB created four new annual giving societies. Levels are based on the amount of annual contributions to ACB. The annual giving societies include Leaders Society, for those who donate between $250 and $999 annually. Advocates Society, for those who donate between $1,000 and $2,499 annually. Champions Society, for those who donate between $2,500 and $4,999 annually. And President's Society, for those who donate $5,000 or more annually. In 2014, six donors achieved the President's Society with total contributions of $87,566. Seven donors became part of the Champions Society with total contributions of $20,001. 22 donors made it to the Advocate Society, with total contributions of $25,825, and 158 donors achieved the Leaders Society, with total contributions of $68,505. This totals 193 individuals or couples who gave a total of $201,897. For more information about ACB's annual giving societies or to make a gift to ACB and become a member of one of these prestigious societies, please contact Tom Tobin, Director of Development at ttobin at acb.org, t-t-o-b-i-n at acb.org, or call the Minnesota office at 1-800-866-3242. We thank you in advance for your support of this initiative. Tom Tobin ACB Monthly Monetary Support Program, MMS, funds many useful services by George Holliday. The ACB Monthly Monetary Support Program, MMS, operates throughout the year, with the Big Drive held during the annual conference and convention. This program helps fund many of the services ACB provides to its members and other blind folks throughout the nation and beyond. Last year, at the annual conference and convention in Las Vegas, Nevada, the MMS committee staffed a table adjacent to the mini-mall in the exhibit hall. During this week-long event, numerous members and friends visited the table and signed on as participants of the program. Some of these contributors were new to the MMS program, while others were current contributors, increasing their monthly donations to better assist ACB throughout the year. In Dallas, Texas, members of the MMS committee will once again be waiting to talk with you about the program. This year, if you choose to increase your monthly donation by $5 or start a monthly donation of $10, Your form will be filled out using hard copy or via computer and printed for your signature at the table.
Also, plans are being finalized to take your credit card information at the time of signature. Additionally, we have been busy planning some interesting giveaways for participating members to the MMS program. The list of giveaways are as follows. For every $5 increment of your startup $10 or more, or increase of your existing contribution, your name will be entered into a daily drawing of assorted gift cards on Monday, July 6 through Friday, July 10. There will be two drawings each morning at the general session. So, the earlier you begin contributing, the better your chances are to win a daily drawing. Also, for every new contributor or increase of $10 or more, you will receive a $5 gift certificate to be used exclusively at the Mini Mall. Finally, everyone participating in the MMS program, from the end of the 2014 convention in Las Vegas through the end of the 2015 conference in Dallas, will have their name entered into the grand prize drawing for a new Humanware Victor Reader stream. Just remember, all donations to the MMS program are tax-deductible and are automatically deducted from a checking account or charge card. A minimum of $10 per month is required to become a member of the MMS program. Forms can be obtained online by calling the ACB office or by visiting the MMS table near the exhibit hall in Dallas. Affiliates can get involved and receive a portion of a donation if the signee designates to have some portion, no more than half, donated to the affiliate. Affiliate presidents can assist ACB and your individual members to contribute by talking about the program. Remember, while in Dallas, don't forget to stop by the MMS table in the exhibit hall and say hello. We look forward to meeting new members and renewing old friendships at the convention in the lines at the MMS table. Seeing Can Be Deceiving by Ken Stewart A newspaper item reporting that Richard Bernstein was elected to the highest court in Michigan noted that he is the first totally blind judge in the U.S. But many of us who knew Richard Casey from his participation in Ski for Light events remembered that he was appointed by the president to the federal court many years ago and became the first totally blind federal court judge. I was reminded of a conversation that Dick and I had after his appointment while lunching at a restaurant near the Federal Court Building in Lower Manhattan. I shared with him an experience I had just had while presiding as an impartial hearing officer. At the start of the second day of the hearing, the attorney for one of the parties asked me to recuse myself because my blindness, which prevented observation of facial clues, was hindering my ability to detect when a witness was testifying less than completely honestly. I considered the request, then declined to do so, concluding that I might actually be better at detecting a conniving witness than an IHO who is depending on staged visual clues like avoidance of eye contact and other facial gestures. I was likely more aware of non-visual nervousness clues like the sound of shifting shoes and voice characteristics not noted by a sighted IHO. Dick's reaction was immediate and totally supportive. 
He recounted his experience undergoing examination by a panel of sitting federal justices during his appointment process, when one of the examiners asked him if he thought his blindness might be a limitation on his judicial effectiveness. Dick responded that his blindness actually could be helpful. He would not be improperly influenced by irrelevancies like a witness's race or quality of attire. One of the examining panel erupted with enthusiastic agreement. That judge proceeded to recount his experience during a trial with a gorgeous woman in gorgeous attire on the stand. He confessed, When she was finished testifying, I had no recollection of anything she said. Affiliate News Come one, come all to ACBDA in Texas. Now is the time to get your plans made for the conference and convention in July in Dallas, Texas. The Diabetes Seminar is going to be great this year. Have you ever wondered what those numbers really mean when you check your blood sugars? Well, come and find out on Sunday, July 5th at 1.15 p.m. We are having our luncheon on Wednesday, July 8th. It will be followed by our general meeting. If you have ideas for us, come and let us know. Remember, this is your affiliate, not just the boards. We want input from everybody. Our mixer will have a few new twists to grab your interest. Come join us at 9 p.m. on Thursday, July 9th. Watch for information in the pre-registration and be sure to sign up for these activities. More details will be in the next Diabetes in Action newsletter, too. ACBDA will also be at the marketplace this year, with lots of new items for sale. Be sure to stop by, say hello, and check out the new items. Hope to see many of you in Dallas this summer. CCLVI, come see what we're up to. The finishing touches are going on the 2015 CCLVI Convention Program. CCLVI's Convention Committee, consisting of Jim Jerak as chair and committee members Bianca Knight, Dan Smith, and Lindsay Tilden, has worked tirelessly to ensure the convention program is memorable for all of the right reasons. CCLVI programming is slated to run from July 4 to 8. The CCLVI Board of Directors will meet Saturday, July 4. On Sunday, July 5, programming begins at 9 a.m. with introductions, the reading of any proposed constitutional amendments and resolutions, followed by the popular Low Vision Showcase, affording vendors the opportunity to display the latest in low vision technology. That afternoon, from 4 to 6, is our mixer. Attendees will have the opportunity to meet our scholarship winners. Monday, July 6, from 1.15 p.m. to 2.30 p.m., CCLVI will partner with ACB's Rehab Task Force and discuss the pros and cons of structured discovery and conventional methodology in the rehabilitative process. Certified O&M instructor Michael Byington and Mark Bulger plan an informative, lively, and interactive discussion on understanding both methodologies and how to advocate for effective rehabilitative service delivery back home. From 2.45 p.m. to 4 p.m., we will partner with ACB Next Generation. 
This partnership will feature a panel of those who use apps on a regular basis. They will present not only low-vision-friendly apps, but also apps of interest. That evening, you'll have the chance to unwind and have some fun from 8 to 11 p.m. at the always popular game night. Relive the game shows of the past as we resurrect Peter Marshall and Gene Rayburn by way of Michael Byington and play Hollywood Squares and Match Game. The price of admission includes two beverages of your choice from the cash bar. CCLVI's business meeting will be held Tuesday, July 7, from 1.15 to 4 p.m. On Wednesday, July 8, at 1.15 p.m., we'll hear from a representative from Comcast. He or she will talk about low-vision-friendly accessibility features contained within the X1 platform. X1 allows Comcast subscribers to control their TVs right from their phones using voice commands to change channels, search for shows, and get recommendations. Then from 2.45 to 4 p.m., we plan to hear from Leander Joe, general manager of Uber, about how Uber can help visually impaired non-drivers. CCLVI encourages you to watch ACB's pre-registration information for more details. Hope to see many of you in Dallas. ACB Ohio offers scholarships. The American Council of the Blind of Ohio has several scholarships available. This year we are adding a new scholarship specifically for incoming college freshmen. Called the Friends of Freshmen Scholarship, it will be a $1,000 scholarship offered to an incoming college freshman in any field of study. As long as you are legally blind and an incoming freshman, you qualify for this scholarship. The $2,000 Max Edelman Scholarship and the $2,000 David Newmeyer Scholarship are both offered to legally blind undergraduate students in any field of study. Anybody with a visual impairment can apply, and it doesn't matter whether you want to be a business owner, a doctor, or a preschool teacher. Don't worry, we have scholarships for graduate students as well. In fact, we have two of them. The $2,500 Joanne Fisher Scholarship is offered to a legally blind graduate student in any field of study. Also at $2,500, the Linwood Walker Scholarship will be awarded to a legally blind graduate student in a service-related field. This includes teaching, health, and public administration. For those of you going into a blindness-related field such as special education, rehabilitation, teaching or counseling, orientation and mobility, or concentrating in programs serving people who are blind or visually impaired, the $2,000 NOLA Webb McKinney Scholarship is for you. To apply for these scholarships and get qualification information, go to www.acbohio.org slash convention slash scholarships slash requirements.html www.acbohio.org slash c-o-n-v-e-n-t-i-o-n slash s-c-h-o-l-a-r-s-h-i-p-s slash r-e-q-u-i-r-e-m-e-n-t-s dot html. You may also request information by calling the ACBO office 
at 614-221-6688. Applications are due August 1st. D.C. Council Enters Internet Age The D.C. Council of the Blind has entered the Internet Age with a website of its own, www.dccounciloftheblind.org, www.dccouncilofthe.blind.org. It features DCCB's history, information about upcoming meetings, referrals to local blindness-related agencies, transportation and mobility information, low-vision resources, opportunities for recreation and entertainment, such as rowing with the out-of-sight dragons or bowling with various blind bowling leagues, and much more. Passings We honor here members, friends, and supporters of the American Council of the Blind who have impacted our lives in many wonderful ways. If you would like to submit a notice for this column, please include as much of the following information as possible. Name, first, last, maiden if appropriate. City of residence upon passing. State, province of residence upon passing. Other cities, states, countries of residence, places where other blind people may have known this person. Occupation. Date of death. Day if known. Month, year. Age. ACB affiliation. Local, state, special interest affiliates, or national committees. Deaths that occurred more than six months ago cannot be reported in this column. Marvin E. Price. May 13, 1930 to March 2015. Marvin E. Price, age 84, passed away the week of March 7th. He was born May 13, 1930 in Terre Haute, Indiana. He graduated from Indiana State University. Marvin began his life's work as a rehabilitation counselor at the state agency working with the blind and visually impaired. He retired after approximately 35 years of service. Marvin was a member of the Association for Education and Rehabilitation of the Blind and Visually Impaired. He was active for many years in the American Council of the Blind on the local, state, and national levels. While attending national conventions, Marvin and Pat spent many hours helping in the communication center, putting the newspaper together for the next day, and other Braille documents, too. He and Pat would arrive before the start of the opening general session and stay until just before time for roll call during Pat's term as secretary, sorting, collating, and stapling papers. Marvin never wore a watch. He said he couldn't wear one. When pressed as to why, he admitted that when he wore one, after a while it demagnetized and wouldn't work anymore. K. Hervey remembers how helpful and kind he was to her when she began working with the blind and visually impaired. She said he was always very positive, which had a very positive influence on those around him. His kindness and strong character helped him to be successful in working with those trying to adjust to blindness and or visual impairment. Kay said he was a man of kindness, love, and integrity. During his time at work, Marvin also helped many other staff members learn the special needs of those who had recently lost vision.
Marvin was preceded in death by his wife, Pat, of almost 50 years. He is survived by his brother, Robert, his sister-in-law, and some cousins. Here and There, edited by Sharon Strakowski. The announcement of products and services in this column does not represent an endorsement by the American Council of the Blind, its officers, or staff. Listings are free of charge for the benefit of our readers. The ACB Braille Forum cannot be held responsible for the reliability of the products and services mentioned. To submit items for this column, send a message to slovering at acb.org, S-L-O-V-E-R-I-N-G at acb.org, or phone the National Office at 1-800-424-8666 and leave a message in Sharon Lovering's mailbox. Information must be received at least two months ahead of publication date. DOJ unveils new online ADA complaint form. The Department of Justice now has available an online form for individuals wishing to file ADA complaints. It can be filled out and submitted directly from the website. Filers will also immediately receive a reference number that can be used whenever contacting the department about that complaint. To view the form, visit www.ada.gov. Effective March 15, 2015, email complaints will no longer be accepted by the department. However, complaints will still be accepted by U.S. mail. Contact the department's ADA information line at 1-800-514-0301, voice, or 1-800-514-0383, TTY, to receive a paper complaint form by mail. Visionary Award Winner The Computer Center for Visually Impaired People, CCVIP, at Baruch College, will present Manhattan Borough President Gail A. Brewer with the 2015 CCVIP Matthew P. Sapolin Visionary Award at the 8th Annual Employment and Visual Impairment Conference on Policy and Practice. Making it happen. Named after the late commissioner for Bloomberg's Office for People with Disabilities, the award is intended to recognize and honor someone who has made an outstanding and long-lasting contribution to the advancement, well-being, and full participation of people who are blind or visually impaired in all aspects of life in New York City. Brewer has been an advocate for pedestrian safety for people who are blind or visually impaired since 2007. Still waiting for the migraine book? Are you still waiting for the little migraine book that Ohosion Ingram has talked with 21 of you about? You can download it for free from http colon slash slash livinganyway.com slash wp slash the hyphen little hyphen big hyphen headache hyphen book slash http colon slash slash l-i-v-i-n-g-a-n-y-w-a-y dot com slash w-p slash t-h-e hyphen l-i-t-t-l-e hyphen b-i-g hyphen h-e-a-d-a-c-h-e hyphen b-o-o-k slash It's called The Little Big Headache Book, 
A Fellow Sufferer's Home Remedy Guide by Ohosion Ingram. Get it while it's free. The cover will be on Instagram. New books available from NBP. A House is a House for Me by Mary Ann Hoberman for ages preschool and up is now available from National Braille Press. It is in contracted Braille with a blank line between each line of Braille. Please note that this book is transcribed in Unified English Braille, UEB. A cheat sheet with special new UEB characters is included. Where Does Everyone and Everything Live? In this rollicking book about houses, some are familiar like anthills or dog kennels, and others are surprising like corn husks and pea pods. For more information about this book, visit www.nbp.org slash ic slash nbp slash bc1503 hyphen h-o-u-s-e dot h-t-m-l or call 1-800-548-7323. Over in the adult section, there's Getting Started with the iPhone and iOS 8, Step-by-Step Instructions for Blind Users, by Anna Dresner. It's available in Braille, eBraille, BRF, Word, ASCII text, EPUB, or DAISY formats. If you like step-by-step tutorials, you'll appreciate the detailed way in which you're guided through setting up your phone, loading and backing up music, contacts, etc., placing calls, entering text, using a Bluetooth keyboard and Braille display, and more. If you prefer to look up the commands you need, you'll love the first appendix, which lists every gesture and button on the phone in an organized manner so you can find the one you want. Other appendices include troubleshooting tips and a list of resources to help you learn more. Most of the book is relevant for iPod Touch users, and since the layout of many iPhone 6 Plus screens resembles that of corresponding iPad screens, iPad users should find this edition useful as well. Want more information about this book? Visit www.nbp.org slash ic slash nbp slash iphone hyphen ios numeral 8 dot html or call the number above. Cloud-Based Document Accessibility Actuate Corporation, the BIRT company, BrailleWorks, and Venator recently announced a collaboration to deliver Cloud 508, the industry's first cloud-based document accessibility service for U.S. federal government agencies. The new Cloud 508 service is designed to support Section 508 compliance while reducing cost and complexity from traditional processes to assist people who are visually impaired. The collaboration will integrate Actuate's patented PDF accessibility technology, taking high-volume documents and turning them into fully accessible, standards-compliant PDF format. BrailleWorks, more than 20 years of accessibility expertise and design best practices, 
and Venator's secure cloud infrastructure and engineering required by government agencies. Together, this joint offering helps government agencies meet compliance by automating the conversion of some of the most important and broadly used documents, such as tax, health, and other notices and statements into accessible PDF, Braille, audio, and large print formats to assist and provide equal access to people with visual impairments. Cloud 508 is only available in the U.S. WRBH launches website. WRBH 88.3 in New Orleans is the only full-time reading service on the FM dial in the U.S., and one of just three in the world. And now it has its own information-packed website. What's the URL? It's www.wrbh.org. And it makes information more accessible for the visually impaired and streams live broadcasts worldwide. The station's more than 200 volunteers make 24 hours of programming 365 days a year possible. WRBH's programming includes The Wall Street Journal, Newsweek, Time, The Onion, weekly and monthly magazines, area publications, listings of local events, short stories, and both fiction and nonfiction books, including current bestsellers like Flash Boys, A Wall Street Revolt by Michael Lewis and All the Light We Cannot See by Anthony Doerr. For the full broadcast schedule and information, visit the programming or news and events sections of WRBH.org. Internet-based TV services and apps. Like many blind people, David Goldfield grew up enjoying television along with sighted peers and watched, listened to TV programs on a daily basis, along with audio drama and the radio in general. With Internet-based TV, we are now able to enjoy many of today's TV shows not only on our TV, but on our accessible devices, such as an iPhone, iPad, PC, Mac, etc. We are not limited to today's programs either. We can also enjoy many of the classic shows we grew up with, such as I Love Lucy, Lost in Space, and Star Trek, among many others. This new freedom comes with various accessibility challenges, as some apps are more of a challenge to use than others. David has set up a mailing list for the purpose of discussing accessibility issues with Internet-based TV services. It won't be discussing specific shows. Instead, it will facilitate discussion with questions, answers, tips, and tricks for using your favorite Internet TV service with speech, Braille, or low-vision solutions. He would also like the list to facilitate some advocacy, such as contacting the developers of these services to alert them to accessibility issues or relevant bugs. To subscribe, send an email message to blind-internet-tv-request at freelists.org. B-L-I-N-D-I-N-T-E-R-N-E-T hyphen tv hyphen r-e-q-u-e-s-t at f-r-e-e-l-i-s-t-s dot org. In the subject field of the message, type the word subscribe and send the message. For more information, 
visit www.davidgoldfield.info www.davidgoldfield.info New Executive Director for Rama Howard Blass has been appointed Director of the National Rama Tikva Network. In order to promote the growth of programming for campers with disabilities within the Rama movement and beyond, Blas, who has served as the director of the Tikva program at Camp Rama in New England for 14 years, is an award-winning disabilities educator who is widely recognized as a leading national expert and spokesperson on behalf of inclusion and Jewish education for young people with disabilities. He will work closely with National Rama staff, including Orly Krass, who currently coordinates staff training for the National Rama Tikva Network, focusing on helping camps expand their offerings in this area, the training of staff for Rama and other Jewish camps, advocacy for the field, and strengthening the networking among parents, professional staff, summer staff, and donors. Williams joins Office of Public Engagement. Taryn McKenzie Williams has joined the White House Office of Public Engagement as an associate director, where she will be our liaison to the disability community. Taryn joins OPE from the U.S. Department of Labor, where she served as a senior policy advisor with the Office of Disability Employment Policy, ODEP. Taryn, who lives with ulcerative colitis and arthritis, is a passionate supporter of the rights of individuals with disabilities and chronic health conditions. She can be reached at disability at who.eop.gov, D-I-S-A-B-I-L-I-T-Y at who.eop.gov. And that's how I see it. And that's how I see it. Selected Commentaries by Larry P. Johnson is now available in booklet format or as a two-CD audio set. It includes 31 provocative, humorous, and insightful commentaries from his popular newspaper column, including A Hope for a Better Tomorrow, Disability Does Not Mean Inability, and Turning 80 Has Its Privileges. Contact Larry Johnson. 10863 Lake Path Drive, San Antonio, Texas, 78217. Include your email address so that he can acknowledge receipt of your order. Enchanted Hills Camp for the Blind Do you know anyone who would like to experience the joy, magic, and independence of Enchanted Hills Camp for the Blind? Enchanted Hills Camp for the Blind in Napa, California, is one of the only programs of its kind dedicated to blind, visually impaired, deafblind, and multi-disabled participants. Since 1950, Enchanted Hills has been a place for campers of all ages to make friends, try new things, and have unparalleled opportunities to explore and create. We are proud to announce our sessions for 2015, including our new horse camp, STEM camp, music academy, and more. 2015 camp sessions include the following. Family camp for families with children 17 and under, 
with visually impaired children or parents features three sessions. Session 1 runs June 11 through 14, Session 2 July 9 through 12, and Session 3 July 29 through August 1. Blind Babies Family Camp will be held June 19 to 21. It was created for families of visually impaired children from birth to age 6. This year's adult session will be held June 27 through July 2. It is designed for active, independent adults. Activities include swimming, horseback riding, and much more. Camp for Adults with Special Needs will be held July 3 through 8. It is designed to serve developmentally delayed and cognitively impaired campers age 21 and over. Youth Session for Children in Grades 3 through 8 will be held July 13 through 19. New this year is Touch STEM, Science, Technology, Engineering, and Math. It will be held July 15 to 18 and will focus on science, technology, engineering, and math for ages 11 to 15. The teen session will be held July 20 through 26 for youth in 9th through 12th grades. Its activities are geared toward promoting leadership. New this year is the Music Academy for Blind and Visually Impaired Musicians ages 14 to 25. It will be held August 2 to 8. Also new this year is Horse Camp, which will be held August 2 through 8. It is for independent visually impaired novice riders 16 to 24 years of age who are interested in the best ways to work with horses. Last but not least is the Deaf-Blind Session, August 9 through 13. It is for adults 21 and over with dual sensory loss, with an emphasis on vocational training. To apply or learn more, call 415-694-7310 or visit www.enchantedhillscamp.org www.enchantedhillscamp.org Vegan Starter Kit for the Blind PETA recently released an HTML version of its popular free Vegan Starter Kit for screen reading software. The kit has all the text on one page so that users don't have to navigate away to other pages. The new version also uses code that makes it easier for the screen reader to read the page. To check out PETA's new Vegan Starter Kit for the Blind, visit www.peta.org slash l-i-v-i-n-g slash f-o-o-d slash v-e-g-a-n hyphen s-t-a-r-t-e-r hyphen k-i-t hyphen h-t-m-l slash to get a free copy of the kit for sighted people, visit www.peta.org slash l-i-v-i-n-g slash f-o-o-d slash f-r-e-e hyphen v-e-g-a-n hyphen s-t-a-r-t-e-r hyphen k-i-t slash. Unwritten Hope Blog Unwritten Hope is a movement by a group of alternative thinkers calling people to see each other as partners in life and to work together to rewrite our future as a global society. The hub of this movement is our blog, 
planethope.tumblr.com, P-L-A-N-E-T-H-O-P-E dot T-U-M-B-L-R dot com. We are looking for those interested to write for us. Contact us at H-E-R-O-E-S-O-F-P-L-A-N-E-T-E-A-R-T-H at G-M-A-I-L dot com. Brailler Repair Are your brailler keys sluggish or sticking? Does it need a tune-up? Bring your brailler back to life. The Selective Doctor Incorporated specializes in the repair of Perkins Brailers. Send your brailler to The Selective Doctor Incorporated, P.O. Box 571, Manchester, Maryland, 21102, via U.S. Mail. The company accepts free matter shipping. Be sure to insure your brailler. The company recommends you insure it for $400. If you need more information, call the company at 410-668-1143 or email brailler at yahoo.com. Or you may check the website, www.selectivedoctor.com, www.selectivedoctor.com. High-Tech Swap Shop For sale, Braille Note M-Power with QWERTY Keyboard. 32-cell refreshable Braille display and Keysoft version 8.0. The unit has never been used. It's still in its original shipping box with all manuals and accessories, asking $200 or best offer. JAWS for Windows Professional version 16, still in its original box with all Braille labels, including the serial number and registration numbers asking $600 or best offer. If interested, contact Tony Saul via email, T-O-N-Y-S-O-H-L, at S-A-M-O-B-I-L-E dot net. Free to Good Home, Webster's Student Dictionary in Excellent Condition, 34 Braille Volumes. If interested, contact Maria Snow at 352 688-8687 Wanted I am looking for either an iPhone 4S or an iPhone 5. It must be a Verizon phone. Can pay $100. Contact Tanya Smith at 734-430-1992 or write her at 1632 Perry Street P-A-R-E-E Newport, Michigan, 48166. UEB We gave it no thought till suddenly it was to be adopted in a year. Some acronym people decided. Notices appeared in magazines. In January 2016, how we read and write would change. There are reasons, of course, easier for new users to learn, and simpler for computers to translate. We can have a free book of new rules.
We will need it. We read it and decide we will not be able to write this new code. Reduce begins with R-E-D, and communication starts and ends differently. Comfortable feels odd. To and by are two letters connected to nothing. Parentheses have G-H and A-R in them. The decimal point better conforms to print. It can be read, except that we keep looking back at words that have never been written this way. Table can't have a number sign, and fever is now ever with an F in front of it. We might say really, but writing it will take five cells. We can see underlining and bolding and what an M dash actually is, not to mention other dashes we never understood. Capitals and plurals with apostrophes will be punctuated more clearly. Email addresses and websites will be easier to read. We laugh at the future. We will love old books. And 25 years from now, the nine-year-olds will pick up a volume transcribed in 2015 and complain, Oh, no, old people braille. Nancy Scott ACB Officers President Kim Charlson, First Term, 2015 57 Grandview Avenue, Watertown, Massachusetts, 02472 First Vice President Jeff Tom, First Term, 2015 7414 Mooncrest Way, Sacramento, California, 95831-4046 Second Vice President Marlena Lieberg, First Term, 2015, 15100-6th Avenue, Southwest, Unit 728, Burien, Washington, 78166. Secretary, Ray Campbell, First Term, 2015, 460 Rain Tree Court, Number 3K, Glen Ellen, Illinois, 60137. Treasurer, Carla Rushevel, Second Term, 2015, 148 Vernon Avenue, Louisville, Kentucky, 40206. Immediate Past President, Mitch Pomerantz, 1115 Cordova Street, Number 402, Pasadena, California, 91106. ACB Board of Directors, Burl Colley, Lacey Washington, final term, 2016. Sarah Conrad, Stevensville, Michigan, first term, 2016. Katie Frederick, Columbus, Ohio, first term, 2018. Michael Garrett, Missouri City, Texas, final term, 2016. George Holliday, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, final term, 2018. John McCann, Falls Church, Virginia, First term, 2016. Alan Peterson, Horace, North Dakota. Final term, 2018. Patrick Sheehan, Silver Spring, Maryland. First term, 2018. Don Spoon, Orlando, Florida. First term, 2016. David Trott, Talladega, Alabama. First term, 2018. Ex-officio, Denise Colley, Lacey, Washington.
ACB Board of Publications. Denise Colley, Chairman. Lacey Washington, First Term, 2015. Ron Brooks, Phoenix, Arizona, First Term, 2015. Tom Mitchell, Salt Lake City, Utah, First Term, 2016. Doug Powell, Falls Church, Virginia, First Term, 2016. Judy Wilkinson, San Leandro, California, First Term, 2016. Ex officios, Nolan Crabb, Hilliard, Ohio. Bob Hache, Waltham, Massachusetts. Burl Colley, Lacey, Washington. Return to American Council of the Blind, 2200 Wilson Boulevard, Suite 650, Arlington, Virginia, 22201. Accessing your ACB Braille and e-forums. The ACB e-forum may be accessed by email on the ACB website via download from the web page in Word, plain text, or Braille-ready file, or by phone at 231-460-1061. To subscribe to the email version, visit the ACB email lists page at www.acb.org. The ACB Braille Forum is available by mail in Braille, large print, half-speed four-track cassette tape, data CD, and via email. It is also available to read or download from ACB's webpage and by phone, 231-460-1061. Subscribe to the podcast versions from your second-generation Victor Reader stream or from http colon slash slash www.acb.org slash bf slash.